Welcome to the Potter's Hour with Prophet Nanaseo Pukusakode, the senior pastor of the Well Prayer Center. Prophet Nase is passionate about God's people living a victorious life through faith, holiness, prayer, and fasting. And now, today's message. This is the, the times and the season that we are in, I don't think it's a good time for you to be prayerless. If there is any time that you have to be prayerful, it is now. It takes sacrifice to be prayerful. You've got to be a little bit in the state of... Um, uh, what I call a sacrificial mode. It means that you can't sleep at the normal time that you want to sleep. And sometimes you have to wake up at different times. And so um, I'm trying to urge you so that by the grace of God, uh, you get in tune with us. Uh, iron sharpened iron. So a man sharpened the countenance of his friend or his brother. So when we come together, it becomes a corporate anointing and it carries a lot of authority. So, well, in the short broadcast, um, I'm going to talk to you shortly about the benefit of encountering the prophetic oil. Uh, if there's anything I desire that you do, you get into the mode of prayer. Listen, don't, you can't afford to be prayerless at this time. No, it is not in your good interest. This thing we are dealing with is a demonic spirit and an agent of the devil. I am talking to a child of God that is listening to me. The Bible said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. They are mighty through God to the pulling down stronghold. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. So our battle is not flesh and blood. We are not fighting flesh and blood. The viruses they are dealing with is not flesh and blood. They, 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 they can't even tell how it gets to people. And... and one of the names of the devil is the prince of the power of the air. So it's an atmosphere. It's an atmosphere. You, I mean, I've seen people send me mails, like the lady I just read this mail and the testimony said, he has not been outside anywhere out of his family, but he started experiencing uh, corona-like symptoms. So if you have not been anywhere outside your family, why should you begin to experience the symptoms? Sometimes, it can come as a result of the state of your mind and as a result of the things you have heard. Because if you keep hearing things about fear, you, start be, you begin to be afraid. And that's why I love you to tune in every time and hear the message of faith. Because faith comes by hearing. And you, you cannot grow your faith without hearing the message of faith. You need to hear the message of faith to grow your faith. If you want to grow physically, you eat food. So if you want to grow spiritually, you eat the word of God. So that's a good point. You eat the word of God. Hallelujah. So that's why I try to uh, pray the faith. In fact, if you are prayerless, the best way to be prayerful to get to people who are praying is important. Hallelujah. If there's anything I really want you to do, I want you to get into prayer mode and add the fasting. Because let me tell you something. Fasting does not necessarily bring faith to your heart, but it destroys unbelief. Hear me very well. In the book of Matthew chapter 17, when we read the whole chapter, especially coming from verse number 18 thereabout, it talks about the story of Jesus Christ took three disciples to the mountain top to pray. And the Bible says when he went to the mountain top, he left the nine disciples down there at the valley. That shows different relationship with um, 
uh, Jesus and his disciples. I call it team A and team B. So the team A are the people, Peter, James, and John, and the team B. That doesn't mean the team B are not as important as the team A. It just has to do with different functions. Hallelujah. Amen. One day I'll preach about that. So Jesus took Peter, James, and John to the mountain, left nine disciples, and a man just has a son. The Bible, the King James Version called it lunatic. And it might be something like, in our time, we we'll call it an epilepsy. And the Bible said, when the man brought the child to Jesus' nine disciples, uh, Thomas was in Judas' Kairot, and the rest, you can find it. And the Bible said they could not cast the demon. They tried, not that they didn't, they tried, they cast the demon, but they couldn't. So Jesus was coming down from the mountain with the three disciples, Peter, James, and John. And the man writes to Jesus and said, I, I think from this number 16 thereabout, and have mercy on my son. He said, for his lunatic or epilepsy. And he said, and, 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 and so vexed. He said, oftentimes he fallen into, into fire and oftentimes into the water. So if you know, you have a little knowledge about this kind of demonic spirit called epilepsy, um, it, can, it can come, it can attack the person and whether there's fire or water, the person can fall into it. And he said, I brought him to the disciples and they could not cure him. So the man just complained to Jesus, I brought him to the disciples and they could not cure him. And Jesus started using very strong words, strong words. In fact, let me tell you, apart from dealing with the Pharisees of their unbelief and the way they deal with Jesus, sometimes he tell them, you vipers and all kinds. The next time I saw him dealing strong with the disciples is this time. And Jesus answered and said, oh, faithless and perverse generation. That is very strong. He said the reason, the first one is that they were faithless and they were perverse. You know, when you go to the New Living Translation, you will even understand the way the New Living Translation put the word perverse. Jesus replied and said, you faithless and corrupt people. That is very strong. So you see, when you start walking in unbelief, in the realms of the spirit, you are seen as a corrupt person. That's another message. And Jesus said, how long must I be with you? And how long must I put up with you? So when you come back to the King James, the King James used the word that is called perverseness. He said, you faithless and perverse generation. How long? Actually, I don't even think, in the, I like the way the King James, he was not talking to this, I said generation. So he was referring to all the people that run. How long shall I be with you and how long shall I suffer you? He said, bring him Peter to me. So they brought the child to the man. And Jesus rebuked the devil. Actually, the right translation is supposed to be the demon because the devil is attached to one and he has demons under him. So he rebuked the demon and the Bible says he departed out of him and the child was cured from that very hour. That is, that is the King James Version of Matthew 17, 18. That very hour the child was cured. I'm sure it really bothered the disciples. They, they went about and they started thinking about it and how are we going to solve this thing? I mean, are we going to be successful in our ministry? Look at the hours we struggle with this demon, but we couldn't cast the demon out. So what is going on here? Then the disciples came to Jesus apart, according to the Bible, and said, why couldn't we cast him out? Why? Why couldn't we cast the demon out? And Jesus immediately here is going to show them certain principles that is very crucial. Now, somewhere next week, I'm going to go into details about one of the broadcasts in the morning. But Jesus said, number one, because of your unbelief. And there was a semicolon that listen. It means that the reason they couldn't deal with the demons is because they were in unbelief. Now, it, they didn't know that they were in unbelief, but Jesus knew it. Yeah. 
Now, they did also know they were in unbelief, but the devil knew they, was, they were in unbelief. So the demon didn't respond to them because when he saw their spirit in the realms of the spirit, he could perceive that these disciples were in unbelief. So Jesus said, because of your unbelief, and he started talking up, he showed one person, he said, verily I say unto you that if you are faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall see unto this mountain, remove thence to the yonder place, and he shall remove it. He said, nothing shall be impossible. When you have faith, nothing shall be impossible. Are you looking for children? Nothing shall be impossible. Do you want to travel? Nothing shall be impossible. Do you want to be healed? Nothing shall be impossible. That is why I say no virus can kill you. Because if you have faith, nothing shall be impossible. People are getting healed. There are people listening to us from different countries. Nobody has laid hands on them. No one has touched them. But just believing the word of faith, they are getting healed. So if you are, your, your healing has not come, you can get it right now listening to me. Because the word of God is coming. And the entrance of God's word brings light. And he sent his word and healed them. So the Bible said, Jesus said, nothing shall be possible. But remember, don't forget. Don't forget the fact that Jesus said, because of your unbelief. He said, because of your unbelief. So the whole summarization of what has happened is that you couldn't cast the demon because of their unbelief. Now verse 21 said, Jesus came back with another strong principle. He said, how big this kind. Now, when I was a baby Christian, and I'm still learning anyway, but I'm better now than before. When he said, this kind, go forth by, by, by prayer and fasting, I thought the Bible was talking about the kind of demon. But the Bible is not really talking about the kind of demon. Jesus started by saying that because of your unbelief, are you with me? So if it's because of your unbelief, then Jesus is talking about this kind of unbelief. This kind of unbelief you have does not go by, by what? Prayer and fasting. So anytime the devil steals your fasting life and your prayer life, your unbelief is getting deeper. Get it? Now we have to also go back and let's step into what I call logic thinking. Eh? Just step into what I call logician. So logic thinking. Now, you can't give what you don't have. Jesus couldn't have told them to fast when he himself has not fast. So let's, see, let's study something about the difference between Jesus and the disciples. Remember, when you go back to Matthew chapter 4, he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights before he started his ministry. And the disciple has never fasted. And so Jesus dealt with the demon. And the demon left the child immediately. And he said, this kind of unbelief in you. Remember he said in verse number 18, I said, this kind does not go for the set by one. Fasting and prayer. He said, because of your unbelief. He said it in verse number 20, that because of your unbelief. The question was, why couldn't we cast him out? He didn't say because you didn't pray, say because of your unbelief. So the bottom line is that they couldn't cast the demon because of what? Their unbelief. And he came back and said, this kind. So this kind of unbelief does not go except by what? Fasting and prayer. So fasting and prayer kills unbelief. Now hear me very carefully. Because I'm about to end. Fasting and So if you are a fasting candidate, you don't struggle to walk by faith. You will naturally destroy belief. And listen, I can, I can say this by experience. Laban told Jacob that 
I have learned by experience that God has blessed me for your sake. So that's something you learn by experience. I've been a fasting candidate for I've been a few years I've worked with God, and I can tell that. I can. There are certain things God asks me to do, and God only gave me the responsibility when I was in a long fasting. And I realized that if I was just living normal, I couldn't have developed that faith to do it. So fasting destroys unbelief. And Jesus said, this kind. Now, if you are using like new international version, you will find that scripture. Now, fasting is so much under attack that some of the fasting scriptures, some other translation has taken it out of the scriptures. And that's why I still stay with the King James Version, even though I read other ones. So you see, fasting destroys unbelief. So it will destroy some unbelief in your heart. It will kill some doubt in you. Your faith will come alive. And every demon responsible for every trouble will leave you. Amen. Hallelujah to Jesus Christ. Amen. Don't just, listen, do you know that the first scripture Jesus quoted, when Jesus came on earth, there's something we call the gospel. The gospel of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And there's something we call the pistols. The pistols are starting from the book of Romans all the way down, no, as of the apostles, all the way down to the book of Revelation. Now, the gospel talks about the works of Christ. Now, hear me. When Jesus Christ came on earth, I think from Genesis to Malachi, I was already around. So, you see, Jesus quoted from the law because Jesus was the only Jew who obeyed the law. And if you study the Bible, the first scripture Jesus quoted, he quoted the first scripture after he fasted and he was tempted by the devil. Are you following me? So after Jesus fasted and he was tempted by the devil, Satan came and said, if you are the son of God, command that this stone be made bread. The first scripture Jesus quoted is that man shall not live by bread alone. Man shall not live by bread alone. And that is in connection with the ministry of fasting. So listen, if Jesus said man shall not live by bread alone, it is not in your good interest to stay 365 days every day eating. So it's important that at a certain point, you engage in fasting. Now, I will, I will teach you some things next week about fasting when I start talking about my new book, The Ministry of Fasting. And I'll show you that. One of the physical benefits you get about fasting is that it, it helps your digestive system to rest. And so anytime you are in fasting, because you are not eating, your digestive systems are not working. And because they are not working, it has the capacity to also cleanse your organs. And, and that is why every fasting candidate always stays young. When you engage in a practice of fasting, you can be 80 years and still look like you are 25 years. Prophet Nana Seyopukusakodye will be right back. Man can live without food for 40 days, without sleep for 12 days, without water for 6 days, and without oxygen for 5 minutes. But how long can man live without prayer? God said, my house will be a house of prayer. The World Prayer Center, Potter City, Mutual Pram Pram. And now, back to Prophet Nanaseo Pukusakodie. Do you remember about Moses, who fasted for 40 days and 40 nights twice? Even when he was 120, the Bible says his eyes was not dim and his natural faces was not abated. Look at Anna in the Old Testament. He was a widow from the age of 40 and died somewhere probably over 100 years and he was in ministry of constant fasting and prayer. So please, get out of gluttony and get out of addiction to food 
and engage it. When you start, it might not be easy. I'll go into that next week. But I'm trying to tell you that fasting destroys unbelief. Say amen to that. Amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. This kind does not go except by what? Fasting and prayer. Number two, let me show you this thing. If you want to get around the prophetic anointing, or you want to be a prophet, have you noticed that most of the fasting in the Bible were done by prophets? Let me tell you, the, the, the three 40 days and 40 nights fasting example in the Bible, all was done by prophets. Moses himself told them, he said, a prophet will the Lord your God raise unto you like unto me. So Moses himself validated the fact that he was working in the prophetic office. And he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. Elijah, who was a symbol of the champion of the prophetic dispensation, also fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. He ate an angelic food and went in the strength of that food for 40 days and 40 nights. Jesus Christ, who also called himself a prophet, he said, a prophet is without an save his hometown. Also fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. So are you a prophet and you are not fasting? I know you are going to get offended, but all scriptures are given by the inspiration of God. They are profitable for doctrine, for rebuke, and for correction, and for instructions in righteousness. That's a simple thing. And let me tell you something. When you fast for 40 days and 40 nights, you won't die. No, you will not die. You will not die. I'm not saying start from there, but maybe start with three days fasting only on water. You know the fasting that you call six to six. And some of you fast with juice and fast with honey and fast with that. There are all kinds of fasting, but try the one. There are no food going to your stomach except water. Drinking water. So that you, your system, you can go to what I call detoxic in your system. You will not die. I will preach it. I will show it in your book so that you understand. I've seen people do it in protests all over. Amen. It will open you up. Hallelujah. They all fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. Do you remember these same people I mentioned? Moses, 40 days and 40 nights. Elijah, 40 days and 40 nights. Jesus, 40 days and 40 nights. The three of them met on the mountain of transfiguration. So that mountain is not for overeating people. Moses standed for the, the champion of the dispensation of the law. Elijah the dispensation of the prophet Jesus, the dispensation of grace, all of them met on the mountain of transfiguration. And all of them were prophets. All of them carried prophetic anointing. So, now, it's not enough also to do that. It's not just a prophet also that fasts. The sons and the daughters of prophets fast. Are you my son? Do you call me your father? Then get into fasting. Because everything produces after eight kind. I am not trying to be like another person's ministry. I'm not talking about this person's ministry. I'm talking about you that God connects you to this grace. You have a responsibility to engage in the ministry of fasting. So if you are a son and a daughter of the prophet, you don't fast. I don't think I bet you. I don't think. You're only making a statement, but I don't think you come from my spiritual DNA. Because the people that come from my spiritual DNA, they fast and pray. Praise God forevermore. If you come to quarters, people fast. I'm telling you, we fast. I told the church, I said that, put it in your mind that to Jesus return or you leave this earth and go to heaven, forever fasting will be part of your life. Now, let me give you three points and close. How to enjoy the prophet? Before that, let me talk about who is a prophet. What, what is prophecy? What is prophecy? I'm going to show you how to tap into the prophetic anointing. 
Because if you don't know how to walk by prof with prophet, you cannot benefit from them. One of the things you are going to learn is that the prophetic anointing doesn't suggest, it commands. And so you have to be obedient to walk around it. The widow came to Elisha and said that the creditors are coming for my children. My husband was a, a righteous man. He died. And things are not going well. He said, go and borrow vessels. It's not a suggestion. Go and borrow vessels. So under the prophetic anointing, we command you to do things. That is why those, now somebody sent me a testimony. He said, he was at the hospital, admitted. And I command, I said that somebody's watching me from the hospital. And I said that, get out of your room, your bed, and start moving around. And he started. And he said, immediately, he was so feeling the pain, he couldn't walk. He got out and started moving. The pain left his body. The next morning, he was discharged from the hospital. If he didn't take that prophetic action and obey that command, he would still be at the hospital. Number one, you have to understand that a prophecy is a message from God. What did I say? A prophecy is what? A message what? From God. A prophecy is a forecast. It's a forecast. It's a message from God. So when I release a prophetic word, huh? because I carry a prophetic anointing, now remember, the Lord God will do nothing unless he first reveal it to his servant, the prophet. Amen? Amen? And so a prophecy, you must understand, is what? It's a forecast. A prophecy is a message from God. Say that with me. Say a message from God. A prophecy uh, signifies and reveals the intention and the purpose of God. So when the prophetic word comes, it just reveals what God wants to do. I'm going to connect you to that one and bring you to a dimension so that you will learn how to receive from the prophetic anointing. Now, most of the dimensions and the, and the direction of the prophetic anointing, it doesn't make sense. You just have to walk by faith and believe it. Do you remember the story when the widow of Zarephath said, Elijah himself has stopped the heaven. He shut off the heaven for three and a half years. And he himself was suffering from the things that he did. So he said, there shall not be rain or dew, but according to my word. He came from the mountains and came to the widow of Zarephath. First, he was in a brook and God was sending ravens to give him food. And when the brook ministry ended, he has to go to the widow's ministry. In the widow's ministry, he met the widow. The widow said that. He told the widow that, give me water. And the widow gave him water. And he said, I need a cake. And the widow said, I have the last meal, the last flour and the oil. Me and my son are going to eat. And after we eat, we have no hope of any food. We will die. And Elijah said, go and do for me first. That is a word from the Lord. But the so-called sensible people will insult the prophet. So, when you are going to connect to the prophetic word, we so-call your senses, you will mix the prophetic direction. I will give you an example. I was ministering in a church, and I picked somebody. I told God, God the Lord spoke to me, there is a lady, so-so-and-so, he has an ulcer. He's an ulcer patient. The lady is not even connected to her ministry very strong. And so, I called, I said, somebody is suffering from ulcer. And then he stood up and I said, go and fast three days dry. Is that the way you tell an ulcer patient? Ulcer patient must eat 4.30 in the morning, 7.30 in the afternoon, uh, in the the morning, 9.30 in the morning, 10.30 in the morning, and 11.30 in the morning. 
So you don't tell an awesome person because the sense and the scientific word will say that he must eat. But faith and prophetic direction go and fast. The lady's testimony was said he started a fasting as if he was dying. He said the second day. And he said, he said by the second day in the evening, the pain left his body up to now. It has never returned. It's been more than three years. It's been more than three or four years. The last time he came, he said, Daddy, up to now. So, but if he didn't obey that one, it will not work. That's what it is. It will not work. So, a prophecy is not a suggestion. Most of the things God will tell you to do, it may not appear sensible to you. That is why you cannot hear God with your senses. You have to receive God with your spirit. Your senses cannot handle God. A prophecy is a message from God. Say amen. Amen. It is a pronouncement made by a prophet of God. So you got to believe it. A prophecy is a pronouncement made by a prophet of God. So when a prophet of God made a pronouncement, it's a prophecy. A prophecy is weenie before the war. How do I know that? Sometimes they have not shot one arrow. The Lord will tell him that I have already delivered them into your hand. That's a prophetic word from the Lord. Huh? He said, believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophet also, so shall you prosper. At the time, Jehoshaphat said that he was surrounded by a company of prophets. And as a result of that, they declared victory before the war started. So, now number two, let me show you something. I want to know another thing. A prophetic word or prophecy put an aspiring dick on attack of the devil on your life. Powerful. Powerful. A prophetic word will put an aspiring date. So anytime you come in contact with a true prophet who is filled with the Holy Ghost, if the person is not filled with the Holy Ghost, I don't know where the source is coming from. But if the person is filled with the Holy Ghost and you stand in front of the person and he start ministering, any attack of the devil on your life, when the prophetic word comes, it has expired. It means that if you are under a demonic attack on your head, when the prophetic word comes, that attack must stop immediately. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. Amen. And I'll give you an example of Abbey in Jesus when he gives a prophetic word. Jesus ministers prophetic. Now, listen, one prophetic word there changes a woman who is a husband snatcher to become an evangelist. One prophetic word. A Samaritan woman encountered Jesus at a Samaritan well, and the Bible said, Jesus told the woman, he said that, give me water. And the, 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 I mean, the woman said, you have nothing to draw the water. What are you talking about? And Jesus told the woman that, if you know who is talking to you, you ask him to give you a water that you drink and you never be thirsty. And the woman told Jesus that, you have nothing to draw from the, water, from the well, so where will you get that water from? Jesus is not talking about water from the well. He's talking about eternal life. Is somebody listen to what I'm talking about here? I hope you are hearing me, whatever you are hearing me from. Now watch this. And the Bible said, give me that water to drink. I need that water that won't come and fetch water. Jesus said, go and call your husband. He said, I have no husband. Jesus said, you have said the truth. Immediately, Jesus entered the prophetic realm and picked what I call, because every prophet must operate word of knowledge, word of wisdom. If you are a prophet, you must operate a word of knowledge and word of wisdom among the other gifts. I will tell you into details later. 
So Jesus stepped into the word of knowledge and said, that's true. What you are telling me is true. You have had five husbands, and the one you have is not your husband. It means you are still parasiting. Just in case you are hearing me, and you are parasiting, step out. If you know the man you are going out to has a wife already, let's say you are under a curse. And I'm not the one cursing you. If the wife notices and the wife started cursing you, especially when it's bathing, you are in trouble. Amen. One day I will show you that. Amen. So step out. Step out. What God has joined together, let no man put what? Ascender. What God has joined together, let no man put what? Ascender. Are you listening to what I'm talking about? Jesus said, go and call your husband. He said, I have no husband. The one who are living is not one word of knowledge. Now listen, that's what I love about women. That is why I say that. If women start singing for you, win an election. Bam. Do you know David killed one man? One man, Goliath, one. The woman went to tell with Tambourine and say he has killed 10,000. I'm telling you. When the woman starts singing, it started threatening the president. There's something about women. I'm sure there will be more women in heaven than men. I'm convinced about that. I don't have any scripture base. But I'm convinced about that. Do you know that when Jesus resurrected from the dead, it's women that saw him first? Something about women. Can you imagine this world without women? How will it be like? That is why I'm surprised you are not married. Thank you for joining us on the Porter's R. We believe you've been blessed with today's message. Join us same time tomorrow for the continuation of this message. To order for this message and other messages by Prophet Nasi Epokusakode. And for all inquiries, call these numbers. Plus 233-274-009933 or plus 233-242-472655. Email us on info at portercity.com or visit our website www.portercity.com. Location Plot 16, Mutual Road, Pram Pram, Greater Accra, Ghana. We invite you to worship with us at Potter City, Mutual Pram Pram Road. Weekly service, Tuesdays, intercessory all-night meeting, 11 p.m. to 4 a.m. Wednesday, teaching service, 5.45 p.m. to 8 p.m. Thursday, breakthrough hour, 10 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Friday, mega all-night service, 10 p.m. to 4.30 a.m. Sunday morning empowerment service, 8.20 to 11 a.m. God bless you. This is the power.